right, everyone, welcome to Backyard Bets. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Tyler Fabian. And we're just going to be honest with you. Last week, probably the best week of college football, I mean, that I've seen in a, in a number of years. And, and maybe the best week ending up will be the best week of the entire season. So when you go into the next week of it in a betting sense, it's kind of hard to bet that following week. You're, you're coming off a lot of teams that are coming off a lot of highs. You know, whether you're winning against a team, maybe you didn't think you would, or maybe it's one of those closely contested games like a Tennessee. How do they handle this week? Do they Are they going to ride the high and kind of skate over this week and make it a closer game than we may think? You know, so it's hard to bet after weeks like this when there's important games and then not important games the week after. Uh, the NFL is kind of staying the same Major League Baseball playoffs. I know we said on the last Backyard Bets that we would get series bets in here. But the series, was it was really weird scheduling. There was there was a rain delay with the Yankees in Game 5 of the ALDS, so we had it planned to do a betting pod that next day, but then the rain delay messed it all up for us. But if, if we were going to do it, I would have said Astros and Padres for those series, like I predicted on Strictly Baseball with Rory, which is already up. So, Tyler, we were talking about it on text, you know, looking at the slate this week. It's not the strongest, and from a betting sense, what, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, we just came off a great week of college football. You know, we watched those games, got some good wins over there. TCU was a little worried about the over on that. They couldn't figure out how to score a touchdown, and then we got exactly what we rooted for. The Alabama game, great game. Tennessee, great, great win. Love that watching that game. Uh, USC didn't win, but they covered, so we kind of missed that upset, but we called cover on that at least. So, I mean, it was a good weekend, great weekend last weekend. So, this weekend, I've you know, we've had a couple good weekends in a row. I'm at the point where I don't want to force anything. That's I think that's when you start – is we are doing – we are betting at the end of the day. That's when you start losing and it just downspill. I think it's a decent week this week. I just don't think it's a great betting week. So, I'm not forcing anything. I think that's the best way to put it. But the games I do kind of like, very simple, straight up. Ole Miss is at LSU. They're favored by two and a half. And this would kind of go back to our analysis of last week. LSU finally found an offense where they were explosive and everything against Florida. So we definitely missed that pick. But I, I, I'm not buying in. I'm not buying in. If Ole Miss is really the 17th, 17th in the country, they're all this hype. They're supposed to be really good. They're supposed to be more dynamic on offense with a run and a pass attack. This is the game to kind of prove it on the road at LSU. LSU's favored by two and a half. If I'm taking Ole Miss on this. I'm not buying into LSU. I really want LSU to be good. But if Ole Miss is this team, I'm going to back it. Yeah, LSU's been a really odd team this year. They're probably better than what their record shows. One point loss to FSU in that opening week. They beat Auburn on the road. They got blown out by Tennessee, but that looks better now that we've seen what Tennessee's done since. They went on the road and won in Gainesville. So you can see – why they're tracking this way. They have the coach and all that. It's SEC. I get it. But Ole Miss is ranked seventh in the country. I understand that they're going into Baton Rouge. It's always a tough place to play, no matter what stakes it is for LSU. It's always going to be a tough place to play. But I'm with you, especially because Ole Miss, looking ahead, I believe they get to play Bama as well. So, that you know, that could also be – you look at that as a trap situation. You know, you're looking ahead – to Alabama, maybe you're just like, oh, we'll beat LSU. It's a, but but it, I think LSU comes with a different territory than most teams that you would normally look over. It's it's going into Baton Rouge. That's a tough place to play. 
and I don't think that they're just going to look that over or, or scoff at it. It's, it's a tough place. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love, I think LSU is prime for an upset on them. I do just Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss on that. And so just kind of sticking with some top 10 pickups, um, matchups. Yeah. UCLA at Oregon this weekend, Oregon's favored by six points. I personally like UCLA's offense. I really do think they have a good offense. They have a better defense than what people think. Um, they're undefeated going into Oregon. Oregon's favored by six. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a closer game than people think. Um, so I'm taking UCLA on the points, but I think Oregon definitely wins this game. All right. I, I don't know about a winner for me. I don't know enough about the Pac-12, but for me, uh, I, I have heard a lot of hype about UCLA and that offense, so that makes me think it will be closer than a six-point game as well. Uh, you got? Are, are you doing Syracuse-Clemson? I feel like this line, e- even though we know what Clemson is and they're going to run away with the ACC, and I get – but but you have an undefeated ACC team in Syracuse coming in and Clemson's still favored by 13-and-a-half. That's absurd. Uh, it is absurd, but I do think Syracuse are frauds. Uh, I think that that is a line that is actually perfect of where it – where it's at it's tempting you to take clemson because it's at 13 and a half so they get the two touchdowns but clemson i i that fsu game for clemson was a little bit closer just because of some backdoor scoring and so some of other clemson's games this year but i don't think syracuse is as good as everyone thinks they are i think they're kind of going to be a little bit of frauds and get a little bit exposed they have a good win against nc state nc state has no offense they literally don't without their, without their quarterbacks. Even give them their star quarterback playing. I still don't think they have an offense. So I, I think Clemson wins that game. I'm just not touching it because the line is insane. It's a little too tempting. So I'm avoiding that. Okay. My last one for the college this weekend is – yeah, sorry we had a little bit of a Wi-Fi connection there, so I don't really know where I left off on that. But uh, I think Syracuse are frauds. Like I was kind of saying, uh, 14 points, it's at 13 and a half. It's making tempting to take Clemson. I'm avoiding it, um, but I do think Syracuse or Frost and Clemson's going to prove that this weekend. My last college game I do have this weekend is Kansas State at TCU. Um, TCU favored by three and a half. I know I would prefer it was at three so that way I can kind of get that push if it happened by three. But I like TCU. I, I think they're really good. They have great offense. They've proven that they can show up and play. They struggled a little bit in scoring touchdowns against Oregon State last week. I mean, Oklahoma State last weekend. But they still held them. When the game was kind of feel like it was getting out of control, the defense held them. Kept them in the game. They were still moving the ball, still converting. They just weren't scoring the touchdowns. I think this weekend they'll kind of get back on track a little bit with scoring touchdowns. If you take the those field goals to touchdowns from last weekend, TCU alone could have had 70, 75 points on that board. So I'm going to take TCU in this game. I definitely think they can win and cover this. I'm not the biggest fan of Kansas State. so. Yeah, I think the only thing that's going for Kansas State really is the quarterback play with Martinez. I think he can be dynamic at times. We saw it against Oklahoma, but you know it's another road game for them. How many could you win of those in the regular season when you're not favored? Uh, TCU, like you just said, they proved that they could play last week against Oklahoma State, uh, and now they're at home again. So I'm with you there. I think that that I would take that line as well. Um, other than that, I'm so with you though. I mean, some of these lines are just not what you want. Uh, I mean, listen, Iowa and Ohio State. Do we all think Ohio State's going to win? Of course, but that line is at 30 for an Iowa defense. That who knows if they show up, they could hold Ohio State. So that that's a tough line for sure. 
Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State, it's minus six and a half Texas. Well, that comes down to your opinion of Texas. Do you take them on their high of what they've played, you know, against Alabama? Do you take that version of Texas or the version that's lost two games this season? So tough lines other than the ones that we've talked about so far. Yeah, and then you have that Kansas and Baylor line. I, I'm just going to hit on it because, you know. Jayhawk watch, baby. Jayhawk watch. I don't want people to think we're getting away from it, but um, what a great backdoor cover for a push of a 10-point, if you got it at the 10-point line. Last weekend against Oklahoma, this new quarterback, I do like the new quarterback for the backup for Kansas, but I want to see if Daniels is playing. I want to see kind of what's going on with that. So I'm avoiding that for all purposes of this weekend. All right. Uh, and, and this week, are you finally avoiding FAU minus four favorite on the road at UTEP? I am avoiding them. Um, but last weekend, I wish we kind of – I wish we would have recorded the pod later in the week because yeah. – uh, one of our friends did come over and watch the games with us, and I straight up said, like, hey, I'm not taking the over on this game anymore because it's supposed to have a rain delay, big effect into how games can score. So we did kind of miss that on the pod itself, but I did avoid that. Um, that I'm at the point now, though, just yeah, – no, no, I'm not saying that, but, like, just straight up question. Do you think we get the six wins? We're at three wins right now. Do you think we get the six and make full eligibility? I will say we usually have FIU that gives us a fourth. Don't want to say the word, but, you know, it gives us the fourth. So do you think we can pick up two more wins in the rest of the year and get that six? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how they're favored on the road right now against UTEP. Uh, we've seen them just – I mean, I just don't trust them on the road. I'm just looking at their schedule. They get UAB. UAB is better. You said the FIU. Then you got to face Middle Tennessee who beat Miami. On the road, you got to face Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. And this is the year before they're supposed to go to the AAC and be competitive. I see a five and seven season happening again. Yep. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. We won't, we won't drag on that. Let's like take the opportunity to kind of talk about it because I guarantee you we won't talk much about their success the rest of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the NFL. We'll do this uh, right now. So Thursday night football, we're recording this on Thursday night. So I like to do this just because if it's going to come out on a Friday, you get to see if we're right or wrong immediately. We're putting ourselves on the spot here. Saints at Cardinals, minus two and a half line, favoring Arizona. I'm gonna, I would take that. I think this is a game that they have to win. This is a game, especially for Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach. You need to prove that you can put an offensive game plan together consistently and if you lose to a team like New Orleans that they don't know what's going on at quarterback right now, whether it's Dalton or Jameis or Taysom Hill, wide receivers are out. Maybe they get Olave back this week. But And you're home. Arizona, you got to win this week. And you get DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah, D-Hop back. I am so happy D-Hop is back. I In fantasy, I actually drafted him in a league that you and I are in. Uh, I'm in bye week hell right now. I have a lot of my guys, yeah. that, you know, got to sit most of my team. So D Hop is starting for me this week, even though he probably wouldn't be in a normal circumstance coming off a of suspension and not playing. So in that aspect, I'm kind of rooting for Arizona. Uh, one of my good friends is actually a Saints fan. I don't really want the Saints to win, just you know, Bucks purposes because you know we screwed the bet against the Steelers. Don't even want to talk about how just bad <laughs> we are as a team. Oh boy, but. Uh, Saints, I kind of want to ride the Saints and win this, but I, I'm going to lean uh, Arizona win. All right. 
I'm going to go with my Giants again. Uh, I, I said last week the Giants would cover against the Ravens. They ended up winning. So this isn't this isn't just bias. I'm not just a Giants fan picking my Giants here. But they're going on the road to Jacksonville, Florida this weekend. Jacksonville's favorite in this game. I don't understand that. And, and, and listen, I was very, very high on Jacksonville two, three weeks ago. They were top five in DVOA on offense and defense. That doesn't go away after a few weeks. But I just think they're younger than the Giants right now. They're not as experienced. And it's not like the Giants have some sort of uh, playoff pedigree or winning history. But Daniel Jones has a little bit more seasoning than Trevor. Saquon's better than any offensive player on Jacksonville. And that defensive front for the Giants has been legitimate, one of the best, best in the league this year with Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie, Dexter Lawrence leading the way, uh, and Leonard Williams as well. So I'm liking the Giants in this game going on the road, and I think they not just cover, but they will win the game against the Jags. Yeah, great um, take. I kind of actually think the Giants are going to win this game as well, but I'm, my game that I personally have at the 1 o'clock slot Guess who's the team that is undefeated in the spread this year? Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta this weekend to cover the spread against Cincinnati. Wow. It's at six and a half right now. Don't think they'll win, but Cincinnati has kind of had some struggles. Even struggled against the Saints a little bit last week. Uh, ended up, you know, looking good and pulling that out. But Atlanta is undefeated against the spread. They, they love doing backdoor covers or showing up and winning games they probably shouldn't win. I'm taking Atlanta. Hey, that's not bad. I was looking at that. I wasn't going to call it myself, but that, that's a good one right there. Not touching Lions, Cowboys. Dak's coming back. I understand that the Lions are 31st in the league against the run. So if you're in fantasy, start Zeke or Pollard if you have them this week. Um, but I'm not taking that game betting-wise. Colts-Titans, same thing. They're both – this is the week for Colts-Titans where we see who they are. Packers-Commanders, this is tough. I think the Packers will absolutely win with Carson Wentz injured, but it's a tough line to pick when the Packers can't score points. This one is really I, – I, I just don't understand how this is out there. Bucks at Panthers minus 11 bucks. They're giving the Bucks a point more than the Rams, and the Rams were at home last week. This makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I would. I don't like betting against my team, but if I were to recommend anyone this weekend, it would be, you know, not taking the Bucks because they haven't really been covering this year, and they had this thing called an issue, scoring touchdowns. <laughs> I don't know how you, how you think we're going to be able to cover 11-point spread when we have maybe five touchdowns for the entire year. Like, come on. Like, that means we have to go score th- four field goals, which I think is possible against Carolina, but, like, that's just – I, I don't know. It's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Browns, yeah. Ravens. Fair point. Uh, Browns, Ravens minus six and I a like half. Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore. I think they need to get back on track. Perfect team to get back on track against Cleveland. Cleveland's had their struggles lately. Um, I don't like Cleveland. I don't think they're as good as Everyone's trying to sell me on, even though they're in two and four team, that they should be at least three and three or some stuff like that. I'm not believing that. Ravens. I'm with you. I think they win the game. I don't know about the line, but I think they win the game. Jets, Broncos. Broncos favored by a point at home. I think the Jets cover and win. The Broncos cannot score points. And, and this might be the game that you look at where – it's, it's the perfect alignment of two storylines that I think 
might get reversed this weekend. And even though I'm picking the Jets, you could find yourself in a situation at the end of this game where narratives get completely flipped on their head. You go into this week, Broncos can't score points. Is Russell Wilson a mistake? Is the coach a mistake? Or is is everything going wrong in Denver? Then you look at the four and two Jets. Very hype, hype around them right now. Offensive talent, all performing well. Sauce Gardner on defense working out. The, the other guys on defense working out. And now you f- suddenly find yourself going against a Denver team that still has a top five defense. So if you come out of this week, it might be, well, maybe we were overrating the Jets and under and overrating the fact that Russell was struggling with the Broncos and it was only a matter of time. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think the Jets keep it going. I'm, I'm going with the hype. Yeah, great choice to go with the hype. I'm not touching that game. Um, I could care less about the Broncos and Russell Wilson in there. I, you know, I kind of talked about that all, you know, during the offseason. I thought it was kind of overhyped to begin with. I haven't been the Rus- biggest Russell fan of, of recent years. I like him. I think he's a great player. Just, you know, production to get to the whole Super Bowl and playoff pushes. So, I mean, I can still be proven wrong on that, and I hope I am. Russell is – it was always fun watching him in those Super Bowl pushes. But, you know, moving to those 4 o'clock slots like you kind of did – you get the Vegas and Texans. Vegas is favored by seven. I hate that it's on the seven-point mark, but I love it because it's a push opportunity. But I also don't like trust the Raiders, so I ain't touching that game. Um, the one I do like in the 4 o'clock slot is the Chiefs at 49ers. I'm hoping the 49ers weren't looking ahead against Atlanta last when they played Atlanta <laughs> last week for this game. But I do like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the much better team. You know what's crazy to me? is we went into that Buffalo game last week, and I didn't even think about the fact that Tyreek is not on KC anymore. I was like, oh, it's KC and Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey are going to show up and play. I, I kind of felt like they were going to win the game, but I didn't even think about the fact that Tyreek is there. They, there's still a good offense this year. So obviously they don't have that explosive play mark making out of Tyreek. Cannot, cannot get, replace that. But I like KC to win this game, especially at a two-and-a-half in cover. I'm with you. Last week showed why they wanted to move on from Jimmy G. They still don't have their number one back. Jeff Wilson struggled last week. I'm with you. I think that the Chiefs win and cover. Steelers fins. It looks like two is going to be back in there. But if he's back in there and they're assuming that and the line is minus seven Dolphins, I think that's too high to expect him to come off an injury and win by that much. I think the Dolphins will win. And I will also say this, because CJ and I will do our Strictly Sports this week. And, and you know, we all know CJ, you know, he's all pro Tua, and I've been kind of teetering back and forth. I've never really taken a, a stationary position on it. But after these last three weeks for the Dolphins, I think you've really truly seen there is value to Tua. And Teddy Bridgewater went in there, who we all had a very pretty well-regarded opinion of, that he's a good starting quarterback in this league. And he came in and he struggled. And and Skylar Thompson is is what it is. He's your third string. But Teddy didn't look good at all. And so I think this is the first time where I'm saying, you know what? Two has got some value to this team. And it, it looks like it actually flows through him or could. Yeah, that's a game I'm not touching just because two is coming back. Um, let's see what he's got. Um, Steelers, I definitely think, stole a win last weekend against the Bucs. Uh, it would have been nice if we could have scored some touchdowns. That probably would have been a much different game. But I'm not touching that game. I do like 
The other 4 o'clock slot game, the uh, Seahawks at Chargers. I like the Seahawks to cover this. Uh, the Chargers have been winning games. They are, I think, probably – I don't think they're bad teams. Though, so let's put that out there before I say this. I think they're probably one of the worst 4-2 and two teams. They have won extremely close games in all of their games that they have won. The most they've won by this year is five points against the against Vegas. Seattle has shown that they can score points. I think it's going to be a close game, and Seattle covers. I am done in our league because of Justin Herbert. I, I have no chance. He has folded for a few weeks now. I made the wrong pick. I'm two and four. I'm about to be two and five. Just made a very questionable trade in our league, Tyler. I'm not confident in our fantasy league at all. I don't even like thinking about Justin Herbert. I honestly don't even know what that trade is. I did see the alert come across my phone earlier today. I haven't even looked at it. Um, but you got me interested. I'm gonna have to look at that when we're done looking at the, when we're done with this pod. Yeah. All right. And then uh, so, so Monday night football. I am not touching. Uh, I'm, I'm just not even gonna watch that game. Bears and Patriots minus seven and a half New England. I, 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 I don't trust New England to score. I'll say that. I mean, you could maybe say Chicago will cover because I don't trust New England to score, but that's a tough game to bet. I'm not going to touch it. As far as the NHL goes, I'll do, I guess, pick-ems if we're going to do something just for games that I'm 100% sure about. And, and you never know. It's an 82-game season. You always have teams struggle against teams that maybe they should beat. But – You've got Kraken at Avalanche. This is a Friday night game at 9 o'clock. I would take Colorado. Uh, Seattle is an expansion team. They're in their second year of existence. They're not going to beat a team like Colorado. They're the defending champs on the road, Seattle would be. So I would take Colorado there. In terms of Saturday games, I would maybe take Pittsburgh over Columbus. And that's about it. Uh, hockey is a bit too early in the season, but I saw that one that jumped out to me on Friday, Kraken at Colorado. I just don't see Seattle going to the defending champs and winning on the road, but uh, that'll do it there. And then baseball, like I said at the top, Rory and I did our predictions on strictly baseball for the series. We didn't actually do bets for them, but if I had to, it would have been Astros Padres. And uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of betting, that's about it, Tyler. You got any props this week? Um. Props-wise this week, no, I don't. I've kind of been avoiding playing some props lately. I don't know why. I just haven't really been feeling them lately. Uh, just Whenever I do it, I feel like I'm always taking players I'm playing against in fantasy. So it's like <laughs> root for the win money or root the win in fantasy so I can win money down the road. So that's yeah. why I've been kind of avoiding it lately. But no, nothing, nothing for me. Honestly, like I've been saying, it's just it's kind of like my bye week. Take a little bit of a break from betting. Obviously, I'm still betting a few games, but I'm not pushing anything this weekend, essentially. All right, sounds good. So uh, game two of the ALCS tonight uh, after I record this. So by the time all of you are listening tomorrow morning, you'll know if that bet pick, whether it's going to be Astros winning that series, is more realistic or not. The Yankees lose game two. You know, it's Houston series, so we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. But, yeah, all right, Tyler, thank you for coming on. We, we broke down college football picks this week, NFL as well, went into a little bit of baseball and hockey, and we'll be back next week for another one. CJ and I are going to try and get into Strictly Sports before the football weekend. He's had a busy week, so we're going to try and get it in if we can. Strictly Baseball earlier this week, and we'll get into some hockey as the season goes on in a few weeks. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P, on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. And you can listen to this podcast on your preferred podcast platform. For Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown, and we will see you next week.